I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, horny babies. Welcome to Mike Check, the only show where two comedians watch the entire filmography of Mike Myers just to check if it's... Still good. I'm Cameron James, and I'm joined by... Alexi Toliopoulos. Yes, we're the two comedians in question. We are watching every single one of his films, is that right? Yes, what are our missions? To find out who Mike is. Yes, and? To find out why he's been absent from our screens in recent years. And also... Is he horny? Yes, is Mike a horny guy? And the film that we are discussing today, I think, is one of the horniest films in history. This film makes me horny, baby. And I'd love to find out, does this film make you horny, baby? <laughs> we are talking about Austin Powers. It's Mike Check! It's Mike Check! The podcast by Mike Myers! And we're clear. And we're joined by a good friend and Mike Head. Also runner-up of Raw Comedy 2016. Wow, very exciting. Please welcome to the pod, Clinton Haynes, everybody. Hey, dudes. How you uh, doing? Very well, Clinton. How are you, baby? Uh, I'm groovy, baby. <laughs> all right. We're all horny. Rolling. Oh, whoa. How, how horny are we talking? Six out of nine. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Can I ask you what made you horny today, baby? What, uh, what just this it? joke. And uh, okay. I thought about preparing this joke. And um, yeah, very horny. Congratulations. And we're proud to have another horny baby on the podcast. Can I say this is a, a first... This is the first time we've had someone be presently horny on the podcast. We've been dying. We spend every episode slowly trying to arouse our guests, and you come right out of the bat with a big stiffy. You might have noticed it's a little warm in here. Yeah. That's deliberate. I've got candles. Um, there is. Well, that's the weird thing. I got horny. I didn't know why. I was like, what's happening here? Yeah. There's all these <laughs> yeah. secret things going on. But now that you say I remember that. Remember when I made you, I said, look over there, and you looked, and I started tickling your balls with a Yeah, I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, that was designed to make you horny. Right, I yeah. thought I thought you were just being nice. No, 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 was, this is all for the podcast. For horny. Yes. Yeah, yeah, for the horny podcast. We have one the horny podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot what the name of the show is. What is it? Mike Jack, that's Mike right. Mike Jack. We've, horny we've been looking forward to having you on for so long, Clinton, because oh, I God think... God bless you, big heart. <laughs> okay, well, did you say it's a condition. Big heart or big cunt? What was it? God bless you, big cunt. <laughs> Good heavens, it's very late And uh, we want to have you on this podcast for so long Because I think if anyone loves Mike as much as Cameron and I But probably more, it's you 
Yeah. I would say that's true. And another reason, you're a uh, musician. You're a Gemini. Often you talk about that yep, on stage. Sure, Gemini, yeah. <laughs> you performed the theme song for our other podcast, the Blank Slate sure, Movie Podcast. Sure, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know if you know how it goes. Dun, dun, it's a blank slate. Dun, dun. No, 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 no. Close. It has Close. the words blank slate in it, yeah. Dun. Mm. Well, you tried really hard and that's what we like. I yeah. paid another guy yeah. to do it. What? Real, what? Yeah. Who was it? Do you know Toddaline? I know Toddaline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just paid another guy to do it. Yeah. And you, well, you we, took our money. Well, we didn't mm. pay you, so how did you pay him? <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm very excited to have you on. Thank you so much for joining us, Clinton. Oh, God bless you, Cam. And as a Mike fan, I need to ask you Mike this fan? question. Mike fan to Mike fan. What is your relationship like to Mike Myers? Oh, he, he saved my life. Uh, he's, were, uh, were you in a dark place? Sure. I was, um, watching... was it a cupboard under the stairs? Well, no, no. <laughs> Guys, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> but yeah, I was short. I was a Gemini. And yeah, yeah I was in primary school and uh, so I waddled my way and I saw a little loss in powers. And I thought, gee whiz, if he can do it, maybe <laughs> I can give it a crack. I don't have to kill myself anymore. I could be funny. <laughs> Where, how old were you in this game? Oh, I'd be grade seven. Kemi? Grade seven. <laughs> There used to be a, a brick wall, and uh, I would, they had like a like a cloud circle drawn, like a mural. Yeah. And I would jump into it like a portal, like an Austin Powers too. Oh, but after uh, school, yeah. every day at three o'clock, I would run out and go, guys, I'm doing it. And no one cared. No one cared. <laughs> but I would run and I'd fall down like Dr. Evil and like roll down and oh, I'd get up funny. and do that thing. My God. The two or three people that saw that every day for like six months. Really? It was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, and so yeah. you've, been, you've been clowning his mic for sure. a long time. Yeah. When you first saw, it was Austin Powers, the first thing of his Austin awesome Powers, yeah. I saw the end of it because my parents were watching it and they're like, I don't know if you should watch this. And I yeah. saw the end where like, there's not many, that many jokes, like yes. all the like it's explosives, just, uh, like at the end, it's yeah. like, oh, the thing's mm. going to go off and stuff. And like, I'm like, why? But then they show Dr. Evil, I'm like, that can't be real. What's going on here? Yeah. But it turns out it's a comedy and it's directed by Mike Meyer. And well, it's, <laughs> it's actually not. It's directed by Jay Roach. Hey, put it's, some direction in. Yeah, hey, think, Jay. <laughs> yeah. Jay, come here for a second. Jay. I was on SNL. Yeah. I know a I thing or two about directing. a couple of ideas. I mean, they did write the script, so if we could follow my direction. I don't think Austin would do that. Yeah. yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I know the character pretty well. I don't think he would He would say that he's horny. I don't <laughs> think that's something... But might I suggest he asks others <laughs> if they are horny and perhaps he makes them feel horny, baby. Did you know this about Austin Powers International Man of Mystery? Instead of a test audience, they tested the audience for how horny they got... <laughs> They had, their, they had their wrists under a the, the system they had and just test so the horny levels. Your horniness can be measured by your wrist. Exactly. And not by the moisture of your penis. Sure. <laughs> okay. That's right. why the um, the big breasted woman scene stayed in. It got yep. the most horniness. You yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, Vanessa, yeah, yeah. horny. Yes. Yep, 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 Hor- yep. So, like, it can turn a man from... To mush. To mush. From man to mush. It's Austin Powers, baby. Let's listen to the trailer to Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery. In 1967, an international secret agent was cryogenically frozen in case the world ever required his services again. Now, evil is threatening the Earth, and the time has come to bring him back into the 90s. Allow myself to introduce... Myself. Danger powers, personal effects. Actually, my name is Austin Powers. Danger's my middle name. (laughs) (laughs) Name, Austin. 
Danger Powers. Sex? Yes, please. Combine the swinging 60s, spy movies, talented Mike Myers in dual roles, and one hilariously well-placed champagne bottle, and you get Austin Powers' international man of mystery. Say yeah, baby, for laughs as Flower Power-era super spy Austin Powers is thawed from a 30-year cryogenic freeze to stop the world-dominating sheen of Bade... Of Bade... Of, oh, it's bald, but there's a typing error on this. Oh my God. Of bald baddie Dr. Evil, Elizabeth Hurley, Shagadelic style, and Austin's Randy attempts to find 60-style free love in a very different world. Uptight time, add to the creepy fucking... I, I this try is to a read terrible it. synopsis. This is bad. This is bad from This the, makes me not want to watch this movie. This is the this we're reading the back of the Blu-ray cover of the movie that we watched today, Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. Now, we, before we played the trailer, just then you talked, Clinton, about how you first saw it by seeing the end of it because your parents said it might not be appropriate for you. I had a similar experience. My mum and dad watched it first, mm. and I said to them, "Mum, can I please watch Austin Powers?" And my mum and dad Man both just said. No, this is not appropriate. Not horny enough. It's too rude. Too horny. It's too sexual. Mm. You won't. Uh, we don't want you to watch it. And then so later that night, when mm-hmm. they're watching it, probably again, I imagine, really just on and yeah, loop. I snuck and I snuck <laughs> out and asleep. I had a look. Yeah, quick, yeah. let's watch it again. He's asleep. We've got a good half hour. I'm a night owl, uh, obviously. <laughs> obviously, you're a night owl. Obviously, you like I'm to a, stay night up work night. a night owl. Yeah, yeah. I stay up nights. I like. I do a lot of my writing and pacing and stuff like huh. that. I yeah. pace around. I look out windows. What do you see out the windows? Um, just life going by, usually. Yeah, just in front of your eyes. You I can't do like, anything about it. I see like women of the night and men of the evening. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I remember sneaking out and watching it. And distinctly, I remember the, a lot of vagina scene. Yes. Making me feel... Uh, like I don't want to overuse the word, but make me feel... Horny. Really? Because I find her very erotic. Erotic. Yeah, she's... I remember a, they set it up so well because, like, the shadow, like, you see the oh, silhouette yeah, the of her, and you're like, yeah. damn, like, I see a little silhouette of a girl in the tiny window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty hot. And she gets nude. Like, you're like, oh, a little tease, and then nude. And you're like, yeah. oh, this is awesome. All my wet dreams are coming, <laughs> coming groovy. <laughs> God, Clinton genuinely is horny right now, I believe. He's standing up, he's got a, he's he's, barred up. We'll be honest, he is at half-mast to show show honour for the Swannies losing there. Heartbroken. Yeah, heartbroken but hard on. Hard on. But I, I was, um, I eventually did watch it and I loved it. Now, Lex, what's your experience with this film? I remember I saw this movie when I was about like seven or eight years old. My dad... My dad had bought it. Oh, maybe I was a bit older, maybe nine. My dad had bought it for me on VHS. And I think it was the first film I ever saw in letterboxed format. You know, with with the proper black bars. Mm. So I thought this was a very, like, I thought it was a very cinematic experience. Mm. And I found it to be my favorite movie. I absolutely love this movie since the day I saw it. You can't deny that that beginning, like even when you haven't oh, watched it for a while, yeah. you're like, oh, I don't know, I think I know it. And then like it does the Dr. Evil thing, you don't see his face for a while. Yeah. But then Austin comes and you're like, holy shit. There's they do it, the song's so spot energy. on. Mm. You know, it's just sort of, 
guess it's erotic. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's very infectious, this movie. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think at the time, the main difference that I have now when I watch it is like, I get it. I get the comedy behind it. When I was a kid, I thought Austin was a cool guy. <laughs> I didn't get that, that the joke was like, everyone thinks he's cool, but in the 90s, he's lame and weird and mm. not sexy. He's got a hairy chest and bad teeth. And I was like, no, nah, this guy get, this guy roots. And that's awesome. He's a root rat. He's a rooter. Um, you just said not only is it your favorite Mike movie, it's your favorite movie. It might be. It's in my top ten favorite movies. Wow. Well. Well, so, so what's Citizen the rest Games, of that top ten? Yeah, yeah let's I would go say, down. Uh, Saturday Fight Night Club. Fever, Fight Club, Fight, Fight Club. Club, American Beauty, and... American Beauty, American Psycho, American History X, Dogma, Dogma, <laughs> Fear and Loathing <laughs> in Las Vegas, probably Donnie Darko, yeah. um, maybe yeah. I'm sure Chasing Suspects. Amy. Usual Suspects yeah, usual is really like... sick. Chasing Amy Clerks is awesome. <laughs> Do you know they made that move like on credit cards and stuff? Yeah, yeah. What yeah. I love yeah. is the facts yeah, behind exactly. each movie. That's, That's the things I love. I really love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, probably documentaries like Grizzly Man. Yeah. I think a lot of people yeah, think that yeah, one's yeah, really yeah, cool yeah, too. Yeah. But, uh, Dark City's awesome. The Simpsons. Know. Simpsons yeah. movies Simpsons movie. awesome. <laughs> the Simpsons movies really cool. Um, Probably Castaway sick. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that one. I love Zemeckis. Man. Yeah, Robert Zemeckis yeah. is really cool. Hanks is good too in it. Yeah. yeah, Polar Express. Yeah. What? Polar. What the Bipolar Express. What is it? Nah, dude. Nah. Shit, dude. I'm sorry. I fucked up. Yeah, that's actually not a funny movie. Oh, okay, right. Sorry. <laughs> the, all these movies, I really, I love comedy. So I think they're all so funny. <laughs> that's yeah. what I was... I, I noticed that when you said that list. They're all comedies. Yeah, mm-hmm. because like... Even Fight Club, in a way, it's sort of like a comedic look on like yeah. the world that is yeah. in 99. Matrix. And I think it's really... Oh, Matrix, that's yeah. on the list, for and sure. I think it's really cool Reload. in Fight Club. It does, like, the kind of thing that Awesome Powers does, where it's one guy playing two characters, but this is two characters playing <laughs> yeah. one guy. Yep, yep, yep. It's I the, think that's really cool. It's the dark side of Austin Powers. <laughs> I think I that's why say. I like that movie so much. Well, when I watched Donnie Darko, I got really disappointed that Donnie Darko didn't have a scene where he... <laughs> Meet Plays with himself. Donnie, you like? Oh, uh, sorry, that sounds dirty. No, no, sorry, no, no, no. I didn't no, mean. No. I didn't mean that. Not for me. Oopsies. <laughs> well, I mean, we were talking earlier about our favorite movies, and obviously, I mentioned two of mine: Hitch and Hancock. And um, <laughs> and I was saying that, that I would love to see a crossover between those two characters. Imagine, yeah. imagine Will Smith getting to play opposite himself as Hitch and Hancock. Yeah. I'd rather not imagine it. Just keep it fresh when they actually do, okay. do it, because yeah, 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 I'm yeah. so certain that they're going to, and and I can't wait. You well, know? it's going to be part of the DCEU. I've heard, yeah, so I'm yeah. really excited about that. I've heard it's going to be an I Am Legend. Like, there's only going to be... I'm deep like, in. he's one... There's, he thinks he's one last guy on Earth, comes across two others, all the same guy. His son, his wife, and they, they hang out. <laughs> and Hitch teaches them all how to get laid. That's yeah, really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm into this. Awesome Powers does not need to be taught. Or did he get taught? That's my was question he, Was he to born you guys? with the mojo? Yeah, exactly. Or at spy school, did he just take like shag lessons or yeah. something? Yeah. Well, I, mean, I know he takes French from Goldmember. He absolutely. Says he takes French. He, takes oh, French. You know, he sleeps think... with his teacher. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so he, he has mojo even when he's yeah. passes yeah. his oral exam, I believe. Oh, oh right. Does that okay. mean that's like a double entendre? Yeah, he munches a box. <laughs> he munches a box. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's off screen. We don't see that. That'll be in the director's cut, I imagine. <laughs> Um, Mark Christopher's director. Doctor Evil would say right. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's your one of your favorite movies. Of all time. I think it is. Is it one of yours? Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Of all time? Yeah. It, 
Yeah. I think it's one of my favorite comedies of all time, for sure. But that's comedy is a type of movie. So Yeah, for sure. But I like more like seventies, like I, I think it was like classic Hollywood. What do you like? Like Jaws and right. like Dog Day Afternoon and uh-huh. um Fight Club and like But know. imagine if Jay Roach directed these kind of movies. Okay. So you get all a right. bit of a spin of like comedy and like the surrealism, but like Fight Club or Okay, know, cool. No, you know I'm, with you. I'm yeah. with you, I'm with you, I'm with you. Um no, Austin Bowers taught me to bring the serious stuff with the comedy stuff mm. like the the real emotional story of uh, Vanessa and Austin it's is real so it's much... amazing and when he's like the sad version of yeah. uh, all the world, uh, world needs now is oh, love yeah. and when he's got stuff. that beautiful montage it's all about a guy he's... being lonely and I was like anyone yeah. can relate that's really I've never related to that but uh, <laughs> yeah I've never been lonely I've heard no. you've got a lot of mates yeah and the only sex I have is orgies Alexi yeah, that's oh true. my goodness I am horny I am horny I am horny <laughs> The three rules of this podcast. Let's, let's, <laughs> if you say horny enough times, you will become horny. It was a new line of questioning. <laughs> okay, I like... Well, speaking um, of new line, this movie is pronounced by New Line Cinemas. Who <laughs> provided our hats that we're wearing that only cost... $90. $90, that's all they cost. Um, that's actually a good point. You know what one of my favourite scenes in this movie is? When Vanessa is laying on his chest yes. and she's a bit oh, drunk beautiful. and she asks him... Tell me about my mum. What was my mum mm. like in the 60s? And he talks with such nostalgia and he mm. clearly was in love with Mrs. Yeah, Kensington. Definitely. And it's still in character as well. He doesn't like lose it and go, well, this is my serious monologue. Yeah. It's yeah. like, as Austin, and he really, you know, and he ties all it. in with the character. It was a groovy chick. I love it. You know? It makes yeah. it so, it makes the whole story so much bigger when you mm. realise that he has been lonely this whole time. Yeah. yeah. And he just could never be with the woman that he mm. loved. Mm. Oh, man. Mm. It's good acting, right? Great acting. I think that's what that's my favorite kind of scene. That's to me what makes a great scene when there's a moment of revelation for us as the audience where we learn more about the character and it's not just like a plot development or just some more character development. There's emotional attachment to it as well. There is mm. also an emotional beat involved and that's what that has. And that's yeah. why. And for funny. a comedy, this is the exactly. thing we're talking about oh, uh, separating comedies. We're and, talking and about freaking movies. Austin Powers here. But it's, it's, <laughs> it, it really um surpasses just regular comedies when yeah. it does those real scenes and stuff you're just like oh this is what comedy should be like it should be a mix of stuff yeah. not just fucking whatever yeah mm-hmm. but this this has this... a mix of all sorts of this, the action stuff in it's pretty good too yeah. it's pretty decent action well I think that's down to like uh, it's such a good parody or whatever the hell mm. it's parodying but like yeah. the shots themselves like so 70s and stuff mm. like that like Wayne's World did uh, the graduate sort of things but those shots are just so like that's cool I don't know what they're doing but that's cool yeah, yeah. and uh, same thing with Austin Powers like those shots and those little in between scene oh, things yeah. and stuff and it's yeah. like that's not him making a joke he just took that from something and it's just a very on the nose like it's parody a, or something and, it's uh, a very sincere and specific parody yeah, to not yeah. just like I'm not making fun of it. It's yeah, just, it's honouring it. Cool? It's yeah. honouring yeah, everything yeah, yeah. that he loves about the 1960s, about his dad, Spike Myers. May his soul rest. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know about this, by the way? I've never heard that of it. Mike, um, uh, this is his first film since Wayne's World 2. His father died in 91. This came out in 97. Yes. Right? Really? Um, Mike's dad, Spike, was a big fan of uh, Alfie, Michael Caine, James right, yeah, Bond. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bacharach. Uh, yeah. Bacharach. Peter Sellers. Yeah, Peter Sellers. So when this movie came around, he mm. wanted to make something that really honoured everything his dad loved. Sure, yeah. Mm. And uh, that's why I think it's actually... I mean, I, I know I've said, I've gone on record saying that Wayne's World is my favourite of right. his films, but I think this is... 
all of Mike's skills come together, all mm. of his powers, if you will. He's putting it all in there. Come yeah, yeah. together perfectly. It's the perfect encapsulation of what he does as a comedy actor. Mm. I think he's, his strength has always lied in like honouring something that he loves and sat, like not just parroting but satirising a vibe or just really pushing it all together like this. And I mm. think what this film does, it's not just a parody of... James Bond. Mm. It's also honoring all this other great stuff from the 60s. Like, there's so much of Russ Meyer in there. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like that what makes this movie work is not just that it's super silly, it actually is kind of genuinely a little bit sexy. Like, we've all talked yeah. about oh, how yeah. there are scenes and in this movie that are genuinely... aren't as sexy. I mean, the, the, yeah. the first one, I think, maintains it. I mean, oh my God, what's her name? Vanessa? <laughs> uh, yeah. Liz Liz oh my God. Mrs. Shane Warren <laughs> she comes herself. In, yeah. She comes in like a suit, like not like it's yes. just, and she's just dripping the sex appeal. Yes, and you're, and she's so real. Like when they're on like the top of the bus with uh, Burt Bacharach, and yeah, this beautiful dance. And, and it's, it's like, beautiful, isn't it? My God, Mike, God. <laughs> <laughs> I think what she is the secret ingredient that makes this movie so special. There's a few secret ingredients. Okay, uh, the music, the by music. George S. Clinton. Is oh, beautiful. the music is amazing, it is. And, it's, and it's really because it's it's underneath. All yeah. the other scenes, and it really saves it. I'm trying to like pick the difference between like Love Guru and and this, or like the later ones yeah. and this, and like you know, and they're missing those little few sort of things, those expert touches that yeah. kind of that bring it beyond a silly parody into yeah, something exactly. cinematic. Like this yeah. movie, I think mm. is super cinematic mm. because of that score. Mm. It is so so great, and every song that they select for the actual soundtrack as well is Perfect. impeccably chosen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say he's got a better soundtrack than freaking Wayne's World, dude. Yeah, yeah, obviously That's it does. groovy. Oh, yeah, yeah it does, yeah. it does, does. It's a groovier soundtrack. Mm. Um, speaking of secret ingredients, this obviously Liz Hurley, I think she's, this is probably the best thing that she has done. Yeah. I would <laughs> say. love that boozled? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the name of it. What was it called again? Bedazzled. Bedazzled. Yeah. Yeah. Monkey, oh wait, no. Monkey uh, Bone? Is, is she, she in there? Bone? No, no the Brennan Fraser yeah. is. Yeah. And <laughs> may his soul rest. Rest in. <laughs> yeah. Pieces. pieces getting kidding um she's great in this she plays it really well she's very i mean it's a, such a silly character austin powers yeah but she has to fall in love with him in this yeah. movie the perfect scene i think uh, when he's goes on the bed and just throws everything out and on the plane and he goes do i make you horny mm. do i make you randy do i make you horny, horny baby yes. yes now <laughs> that's consent by the way he's, yeah exactly. he is yeah. Yeah. Consent. Yeah. Yeah. Consent. now she does a very kind of i will never have sex with you and all this kind of stuff but she does in a way that's still kind of sweet um, that it's not too much. You're an idiot. You're a loser. Yeah. Yeah. None of that. It's like, but then, and even when they like break up later on, yeah. she just kind of sits next to him and go, hmm, uh, you know. Well, in that, in that plane scene, yeah, she sits down and turns away from him, and then she looks kinda back looks, over yeah, her shoulder yeah. and smiles a bit, and then looks away and smiles to herself. And I was saying to Lex the Sabo when we were watching it. That that scene, I swear to God, that scene has informed my entire seduction technique for my whole life, <laughs> which is just to be a goofball and then to, to be so endearingly, yeah, yeah, to be try and be like a little like, hey, I'm trying to be sexy, but also it doesn't matter if you're mm. not into it because yeah. I'm just, I'm you know, I'm just silly. Don't worry about it. It's all just a joke. Yeah. Don't worry. I think this kind of ties into what we've talked about in the past about. Wayne's World and So I Married an Axe Murderer is what sells this kind of goofy character. I think So I Married an Axe Murderer is a really good example. It's what so- sells that goofy character of him as a Scottish father mm. and makes it this weird character that doesn't belong in what is otherwise kind of not exactly a grounded world, but 
there's no, no other huge, huge performances like that in the mm. film, is that in that film, we've got Brenda Fricker mm. playing his devoted wife who absolutely mm. loves and mother. him. Mm. And mother to him as well, <laughs> but to his wife to the Scottish father. And it just sells it. It makes that character grounded in reality and brings it into uh, like a more naturalistic world. And that's what he is doing here with Vanessa. Vanessa Which is, is such like a naturalistic performance. I the only performance. time he's gotten it right. I mean, the yeah. Oscar Bowers 2 with the... What's it? Heather Graham. Heather Graham. Bit over the Felicity top. Shagwell. And you've got Beyonce in Goldmember. Which is... She doesn't do anything. Like, you yeah. need someone really grounded. Like, I have a normal personality. I get that you're weird. I'm taking your values and... You but know. I guess the point of Felicity is that they wanted to give him a yeah. match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A shagged match. But I think, I think Liz Hurley is actually... You know, as time has gone on, I appreciate her more in this film than I oh, did perhaps years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. You know who else I think is a secret... Uh, Success or a secret MVP, and we were talking about this oh, as well. Yes, Frau Farbissina, so Mindy Sterling. So yeah, good. she's so funny. And it's so good to watch her in this first one mm. because later on she does a whole bunch of other weird stuff. But this little one, when she has like the first one, when she has like little little bits, yeah, and it's like she kills those little bits. It like, feels so like hard. it would have been like two weeks' work, yeah, and it's all in the one room, so yeah, it would have been a couple of lines like per just, scene, and yeah, and but she smashes kills it, it yeah. every, and she's so funny, brings comedy to. Lines that aren't funny on yeah, paper. Yeah. You know, like she does all the yelling, which feels like something that she would have come up with as an yeah, actor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it turns it, it makes it a memorable character from what would have just yeah. been a sidekick or whatever. And it's so odd that she's never been used so, like, much in any other comedies. I can't think of any other Well, she did the Frau Frabisner hour show where she um, basically a bunch real? of sketches. No. Okay. <laughs> I got so excited. I was like, oh my God, there's more Frau out there? <laughs> What else do we know her from? I don't really know if I know yeah. her from many things. I've seen her in a few things, but nothing like comes to mind straight she away. Works at crust. I think she <laughs> she works on a crust pizza. <laughs> Apparently, she does a lot of stuff on the Disney Channel. Really? I think I've seen her in some Disney Channel stuff. She's in iCarly and stuff yeah, like that, right. and she does a lot of voice acting and everything. But she's so funny in mm. this. I think she's one of the. Uh, As a kid, you don't appreciate that. Heroes. You're just staring at Doctor Evil and going, "Gee, oh, what a genius!" Yeah. But then you got these support guys. Oh As an God. adult, you're like, "Oh man!" To like keep up with Mike. Oh yeah. During yeah. those scenes. Oh, you know, guys, back and forth. We haven't even talked about Doctor Evil yet. Uh, I forgot. Uh, did you know that Doctor Evil uh, was originally supposed to be played by Jim Carrey? Yes. Yeah, did you know that? That's wild. I, that's I, wild. I, I, try, I just found that out today. I'm trying to imagine it all day. I it's, mean, it would have been a, such okay. a different film, right? Yeah. I mean, it would have been. It probably would have been funny, but I don't think the movie would have been as mm. popular or something. Because part of the appeal was that Mike was playing yeah. those two characters. Yeah, yeah. Right? And would he have done, Would Jim have done? A Lorne Michaels impression, no or would he have brought his own style of villain? Like a Count Olaf sort of thing, maybe. Yeah, I he, can maybe he would that. have. Yeah. yeah, I think cool. um, it, that's what makes this movie iconic, though, is that we that that Doctor Evil performance, mm. and that's kind of a weird thing. Is I always forget Mike Myers is Doctor Evil. Like, mm. I know him as Austin Powers. That's yeah. who I know Mike is. And I never, ever think that. Oh yeah, that's him as well. <laughs> it's kind of hard to uh, match the. Uh... Like his normal look and yeah. Doctor Evil. It's like uh, Jim Carrey's The Mask or something. I just never. I'm like, that's why I love that. Like, yeah. I don't get when he says those lines. I've never seen Jim Carrey do those lines or whatever. And but... it's because it's so far removed from his normal face. He's got like this prosthesis yeah. prosthesis on, and never looks. He's got a Steve Carell nose yeah. on. Uh... <laughs> He's basically doing Steve Carell. Yeah, it's <laughs> Despicable Me. Mm. Despicable Me of Carell. Uh, Despicable <laughs> Me. Sorry. Have you seen a few Despicable Memes? <laughs> I have the minions I've taken I love over those the minions yeah I love those minions yeah they're crazy yeah. Uh, well, but okay so my favourite scene in this film uh, this is my favourite my micest touch Your my favourite my favourite scene in the film 
is, I think, the scene where in group therapy with yeah. Carrie Fisher, right. where Dr. Evil does the monologue about his childhood. I still think that's... It's perfect. It's, it's a perfect sketch. one of sketch. the best written monologues. And it, it feels like a sketch, right? It feels like it would be on SNL. Seth Green really helps out as well, I think. Yeah, he does. He really... Um, he sells it. Those little like faces. A, I always have that. those reaction faces. Yeah. In my, it's like, oh, oh, but he's... Oh. And she's like, no, no, let him finish. <laughs> <laughs> and just the, the... I don't know who wrote that monologue. Mm. How, how many people wrote this Mike film? Mike Myers is the only credited writer for this film. On really. this whole film. Yeah. Well, it's it's one of the best written comedy monologues. It's so verbose yeah. and so dense, and the references in it are lost on me even now. Yeah. But just the cadence of the words is funny, and mm. he would womanize. Yeah, That's, I love the delivery of that he would line. Womanize. Yeah. He would drink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it and has a rhythm to it. It's almost like yeah. a mammoth, like a yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Some kids should be doing this for their drama IPs for Year Twelve. Oh, yeah. That's all I'm saying. That's whenever I see a great thing like that. That's what I think. It's like God, I wish I'd done this for mm. your drama IP. <laughs> God, I wish I'd done that for my drama IP. Now you famously did. Uh, famously you did mammoth. Did, I did mammoth your... for my drama uh, IP. I did uh, Glenn Gary Glenn Ross Alec Baldwin's monologue from the movie. Can you give us a taste of it? Put that coffee down. Coffees for closers only. Excellent. You think I'm fucking with you? Holy shit. I am not fucking with you. I'm here from Mitch and Murray. I'm here from downtown. Oh my God, it's all coming back. <laughs> oh my God. And it's great. Yeah. Oh, shit. shit. And so. then at the end he goes, do I make you horny, baby? <laughs> right? Yeah. He does, that. and that's that's my little touch that I put on it. it was <laughs> that's like, your Micah's touch. I go around because I, the way they delivered, I would just get in the face of all the audience members. Yeah. I go, I was like, "Do you think you've got what it takes? Mm. Do I make you horny, baby? <laughs> yeah. That's how I just to put them off. Do I make you randy, A-B-H, baby? B H always be horny. <laughs> now that." Makes me it's horny, horny, baby. Okay. <laughs> did you? Hey, did you do drama for year twelve? Ah, uh, yeah. What was your? Uh, I don't know. No, I just failed all that shit. You failed drama. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations. But you're an actor. I, I then I got into QUT. Yeah, you're an school. acting graduate. God bless you, Cam. Yeah, uh, QUT, great, great. So we had school. to do audition pieces. So I think I know what you guys are talking about. Excellent, excellent. Did you ever do any Mike Myers? Uh, no, I didn't. No, well, you know, um, you still could. I, I, I did it as Mike Myers. <laughs> So these are my movies. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm Canadian. You know. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah. you're a like, Canuck. We get it, yeah, Mike. Right. We I, get I don't it. feel comfortable saying that, but uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, go Canuck much. yourself. Okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, just... kidding. I'm kidding. You don't have to. You don't have to. So Who's, it's, who... it's a great monologue. Yeah, great, great monologue. Great monologue. <laughs> That's one of my favorite scenes in the movie, and I think Doctor Evil is. Uh, oh, thank you. A very <laughs> perfect comedy character. Yes, and not comedic, uh, not comedic straight up. He's it's quite serious to start off with because they don't show his face. Yes. It's like he's just evil. There's no jokes straight up and all that kind of stuff. And uh, but then later on, like much later on, I mean, whoa, whoa, whoa that guy dying and then he comes back and yeah. then he's like, that's the first joke I think. Like, Who, yeah. what's the first joke for Doctor Evil? Oh, when the when uh, Fez, the yeah, Fez guy. Well, his name's Mustafa and Mustafa, he is yeah. played by, by William Farrell. Yeah, that's the first joke, right? I and it's so. mainly just him reacting to. But even Will after Ferrell. that, it's like I won't. Talk Tolerate insolence. Like, it's still yeah. not even a joke. It's just him doing the, like, a straight parody sort of thing. I think that's what, make this, what makes this work so well is that, like, not only it's a parody of the James Bond movies, but they've actually got someone who is a real villain mm. as well. Like, there's stakes attached to him. There's so much risk attached to him and danger attached to this character. Danger powers. Danger Austin. Powers. 
Danger, powers, sex, yes, please. And I think that's what makes this work because there's so many examples in comedies of like parodying more sinister genres like horror where they don't make the villain scary enough. Mm. And that's what they should be doing. And that's what they may do in this. I'm not saying Doctor Evil makes me scared. Did you get scared? Dude, I'm not saying that. Come on, dude. Dude, be honest. Did you get scared? It's not by that scary. Evil? Well, every time you sat in a chair, you thought you were going to be burnt to cinders. <laughs> like when I sit in the office chair, sometimes I get like flashbacks and like I'm going to fall and oh then like get trapped underneath there, Alexi. and then the wound's going to start to smell like almonds and oh, stuff. Like I mean, that. that's from the second okay. one. But I know, but I think about that too because I get confused what they're from because <laughs> you don't <laughs> see him either way. So more problems. Yeah, I get confused. You, you're, you're trembling right now. I can't help it. You're I get scared. actually scared. I think that's why this movie is so I'm good. Confused. Because I don't know who I am. What's that from? Gold <laughs> member. Who am I? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. <laughs> Is that the one? <laughs> <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's uh, yeah, that's that's why it's such a good movie because it make me horny and make me scared. Oh my God. Yeah, 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 wow. yeah, 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 yeah. And forever since they've been inextricably linked. Oh, yeah, okay. you. Uh, well, that's for another pod. Mm. That's for Fifty Shades of getting laid. <laughs> <laughs> but we talk about all the times we got laid. Fifty dude. times between 50 us. Times. <laughs> yeah, one of us got thirty. One of us got twenty. We'll never tell. Fifty no. First Days was also directed by Jay Roach, director of Austin Powers International Man of. Mystery. Wow. Mystery Alaska. Alaska. Uh, what? Mystery Alaska. Alaska. I love Alaska. Alaska. I love a mystery. He also Alaska. directed Mystery Alaska. He also directed Mystery Alaska. Yeah, did he? Did. Yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah. Jay Rowe. And Jay Rowe. It was his second directing thing. Austin Powers. What was? And it was first some bullshit. I don't know. Some, some nothing. Bull bullshit. Yeah. No, Michael. What do you guys think bullshit. of uh, the direction of this film? It's Fantastic. Wonderful. And and that's uh, that's my problem with the, some of the later movies. I think it's the direction. Mm. Was, he had another first time director for Love Guru. Yes. Um, Who was I believe? Uh, as an assistant director, David yeah, Fincher, yes. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. yeah first AD. No, but I think the comedy, uh, you need a specific director to yeah. direct comedy and like Mike Myers and you know, all that kind of business. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's what Mike does so well here is that he and Jay are great mm. collaborators with each other. They mm. really bring out the best in each other in this yeah. film. Mm. 
Sort of, yeah. All right, so his first uh, directing credit was something called Zoo Radio in 1993. And then his yeah, next one was Austin Powers. And the next one after that was The Spy Who Shagged Me. Mm. Then Mystery Alaska. That's three Mike projects yeah. in a row. Hooked. Then Meet the Parents. Oh, my goodness. He's made some of the biggest comedies of all time. <laughs> Gold member. Meet the Fockers. 51st Dates. Holy Borat. Borat. Borat? Yeah, he, directed, no, Borat. he didn't direct Borat. Is yeah, that, that's what it says, right? Yeah. Oh, no. He, that's Larry he's executive Charles. producer uh, of Borat. Yeah, Larry, Larry Charles. Charles did. Yeah. Executive yeah. producer of Borat. Apologies. Apologies. He did the campaign, J. Imagine Rose. that. Hey, yeah. you have to direct Borat today. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Sorry, I've already done Austin Powers. What is the camera? Borat. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm just Imagine if Borat was in Austin Powers. That's my dream. Oh, is that? Excuse me. <laughs> Wait, Clinton. Can we ask you a question? Can we step inside your mind yeah. and imagine if Borat was in Austin Powers? My wife, groovy baby. Yeah, yeah that was good. that's them talking to each other. Yeah. That's just that's on the trailer. phone. <laughs> you still there, Borat? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Oh, Dr. Evil's on the Dr. line Dr. as well. Who yes. else? <laughs> I'm Goldmember. Wait, this is like the Ben Russell's episode. Didn't he just do it? <laughs> Goldmember's here as well. What about Fat Bastard? Uh, hello. Oh, hey, Fat. <laughs> Can you not call him Batty that? Bast. <laughs> Batty Sorry, Mr. Bastard. <laughs> Do you know the um, final line of uh, in Goldmember was originally, My neck looks like a cunt. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, they had to Very disturbing. Very say for disturbing. John, for John worse. Actually, but he says my name. I think that's the worst part of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he should have called back to International Man of Mystery and said, like, my neck looks like a lot of vagina. Yeah, and then yeah. they show, here she is now, and then she's riddled with wrinkles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why she looks like that. Yeah, yeah. he doesn't mean, like, a lot of vaginas. I thought your name was uh, a lot of, uh, well, you know. Well... Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I actually think the direction is um. Well, you you hit the nail on the head earlier when you said that the it's so specifically it looks like it's sixties. Even when the nineties stuff is shot like it's yeah. a sixties. There's movie. a wide shot, uh, super wide shot of like when they're on top of the bus for the oh, dancing yeah. back, back, yeah. back. They pull back, and it's such a fucking like seventies shot. And it's like this. You get, you're getting the whole Vegas yeah. thing. Yeah. You're getting everything, and you don't know at the time. But then uh, unless you're uh, you're watching it with an analytical sort of thing, you're like, yeah. oh, that's why I'm feeling this now yeah it's not just a yeah because it's like a mix of emotions. looks like a rat pack movie you're feeling you're feeling emotions for these two characters getting together and because it feels earned because mm. austin's had to overcome oh something to get together with yeah. vanessa and then you're also feeling nostalgia for the burt backrack music that's my playing God. and it starts slowly ramping up then you get straight into like that kind of uh like classic vegas montage mm. look where it's just them on and a you don't even need screen. to know burt backrack that's no. the thing like you're not like oh yeah there's but like you're just like he's charming as fuck no matter yeah. what he's like smiling as he's and, like yeah. i don't know yeah. about him but he just looks awesome and it's such a he's... classic pop melody even oh, if you don't God. know the song you yeah. you know the vibe of what the song exactly. is. So it's, it's a romantic 60s. That mojo, kind of it's horny. It's, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. It looks, it's a beautiful looking film. I love the stuff in the desert at the end. I yep. love all the underground lair stuff. It looks straight out of like a, well, I'm not really that familiar with the early James Bond stuff, but I have mm. seen, I've seen in like Flynn, right. which this was sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah taking off a little bit. It kind of reminds me of the way that the Batman show used to look as well, the sure. kind of camp 60s. A lot yeah. of detail to like, you, like why would you waste time on these sets and these props that like, yeah. they're, not, they're not even used in the same, but they're just these super detailed things. Yeah. It all builds um, verisimilitudes. Mm, that means mm. truth and honesty, mm. authenticity, baby. And that's why it all works. Mm. 
Hmm. Movie. This is actually why we started doing this podcast is because on our actual movie show, we, by like more than one occasion, we would bring up and agree that Austin Powers is an example of master filmmaking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I th- and I think it is. I think it is. Now watching it and actually analyzing it, I find it, I found it harder to analyze than Wayne's World just because I have a much more, a more emotional connection with this film. And it makes me laugh the whole way through. I think you can attest to watching it with me today. Yeah, yeah. That I it's hard to find like a, a shitty scene. You're like, oh, it was good besides that or something. Like, mm. I, I'm just getting images of like them first walking through the Vegas yeah. floor room and like Vanessa's looking beautiful and just like nothing, like almost no makeup and just yeah. a dress. Also, like, yeah. And like just on the card scene. I mean, That's just, such a funny. I was saying oh. at the time today that that whole moment where he is kind of walking through the floor and he says to someone yeah. there you are like, i don't hey, know do you I but know that's you? where you are you're there like all those little asides yeah, yeah. are so funny and you know what i think it does it, why it helps the character it, as well yeah though. But it's it not gra- just mike being funny it's like the it's character's the character. like desperately trying to like but it grabs me because there's so much happiness and hmm. joy in the character and in pretty much every like Every scene in this film, every frame, fills so joy. much yeah. energy and joy pulsing through this film. Energy, yeah. For that's such a depressed man, that's what's interesting. Yeah, like my being such a depressed guy, having such a yeah, bullient. He is a bullient, isn't Thank he? Thank you. But I think yeah. that's he. You, listen, we're all comics. We all know what it means to be <laughs> dark and depressed. All right, and I think I think we. Have... <laughs> Alexi famously hates Mondays. <laughs> I hate Mondays. I also love lasagnas, <laughs> but I also love moussaka because I'm Greek and it's a Greek version of lasagna. Yeah. Um, but it's. I think we. we oh shit! I'm, I started getting genuine instead of being silly. Uh, so, but like you know, we appreciate what the. What the, the, you need the dark to see the light. Oh and I you truly understand what <laughs> joy is. I look up at the night sky and I see the stars up there and I go, hey, you know what I think? The light's winning. Like the last scene of Austin Powers in National Man of Mystery when yeah. they look up at the... Does he do a telescope thing? I like telescope. Yes. He yeah. whips it out and does a little... And he looks up and he, and he sees, sees a little big boy. Like, yeah. It looks like Uranus. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. And I think it's funny as well because at that point he's definitely seen her anus. I don't yeah. know about they've made It takes love. a while, Alexi. Really? Yeah. I'm going to work, work towards that. Can I... Uh, oh, my look, God. I whip it out date one. Your asshole? You, yeah. you whip the date out on <laughs> yeah, date one? Jesus Lord. Um, can I say something? This is... I don't want to get crude here. Um, this is a very serious film podcast, but that... And, and spoiler alert, yeah. Austin and Vanessa make love in this yes. film. But if you've seen The Spy Who Shagged Me, you know that the reveal in the opening scene is that Vanessa is a fembot. fembot. So I put it to you, Clinton. Uh-huh. How did Austin not know he was having sex with a robot? I think... Like, uh, how... You know, what's... Uh, Alexi said there must have been a very realistic, you know, female body part. A re- very realistic... Right. Mis- a very but realistic mis- who designed the fembots, mm. not Dr. Evil. Not Dr. Number Evil. two. Number two. Number two. Number two would have designed it... And I think that's true because when we see number two escaping the evil lair, he's got a uh-huh. fembot packed into his briefcase. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah. so he must know it's better than the real thing. <laughs> better to bring one than... Yeah. To no, that's one. true. Yeah. Well, I just think that this is the first time Austin has... God, it's hard to give yourself over to someone, you know? Yeah. yeah. You're fucking... 
I mean, shagging. He had to work 24-7. My God. And he fell in love with this chick who's married. Uh, My yeah. God. And then you meet a daughter if you've just been unfrozen. Mm. What, is, what does that do to a guy? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? It would make you a little bit loopy and a little bit lonely. My, and you're in a different time. Like, yes. it's weird, man. You're a fish out of water. So you think yeah. he's overlooking the obvious cyborg uh, element? He wants to, to love something. He's, he's like, at this I, point yeah, where he's like, like I don't even want to shag. Like, of course, we'd all fuck a lot of vagina. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean. We do it. We shag a rock. He's not shagging everyone in like if you were frozen in the sixties and then uh, unfrozen in the nineties, you'd end up you're a, sh- a swinger. Wouldn't you be shagging everyone? No, he just shags one lady and goes, "Ah, oh, that's not right. I love the woman with the bigger <laughs> gun. She doesn't want me, and that means I want her." You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what's shagadelic to me. Yes, if only the cryogenic. Mike freezing- Myers is a Gemini. <laughs> If only the cryogenic freezing had not worn off, that would have been the inner monologue that he would have spoken out loud as one of the side effects. You mm, nailed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you've got a great understanding of this character. He's guy. looking Thank for you. love. Mm, He's in looking all the, for love. It's in so all the places. Crazy. And then, and then it's so sad to me that it begins. Like, we're not up to Spy Who Shagged Me yet, but it's so mm. sad to me that it begins with him realizing that it was all. It's really a lie awful. All along. And it kind of upsets me that he gets over it so quickly. Really quickly. Because they built the whole movie around. and it's like, you really. Yeah. Are with him, like falling in love with this woman. Oh yeah, and he's just like, "Oh, I'm single again." I mean, thank God it's funny when he's naked. Yeah, which his <laughs> wife uh, told him that he should do because yes. he does that around the house. That's true. Um, he loves to dance around the yeah. house. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen I've seen Mike's butt in a few things now. God, he's got a great butt. You love his butt. I think he's got a great butt. He's got a cute little butt. Um, I think he is, and this is maybe one of the central points of this podcast. We want to know, is Mike a horny guy? Do you think he gets horny? Was he horny during the making of this film? And I'm going to say this definitively. This film is the entire mission statement behind my theory Mm. that Mike Myers thrives off horniness. I think so. Horniness is at the core of his comedy. It Mm. fuels his creative mind. Yeah, absolutely. But isn't that... I think it's pretty clear if his uh, obsession is the 60s sort of thing or these Peter Sellers, he's very sex rom-commy. Sex... Sex comedies. Coms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All this kind of stuff and being a fuck ugly dude. <laughs> and like a shitty, like, I'm sure he's like, this thing, I first fell in love with him because I'm like, he has the same body as me. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like 13 and I have a beer gut. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? I'm pale as shit. And I'm like, the only way I'm going to get girls is by making jokes. I'm like, I love you, Austin Powers. Love you, Mike Myers. And I'll yeah. be obsessed with you forever. Um, and so he did that for people. And I think that's what's important to him. He wants to be horny and... Uh, <laughs> Spread horniness, but he knows he's fuck up. That's what he's... <laughs> he's got a mirror. He's rich. <laughs> Only rich people have mirrors, obviously. <laughs> I think these are things that he would later explore about being fuck ugly in Shrek. And then you can still you can still find love in there. There's a deleted scene where he's like, "Oh, donkey, I'm fuck ugly. Show what love me, Miss Swamp." You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh. Pinocchio. Who's in that? Yeah, Pinocchio, isn't it? Pinocchio. Yeah, Pinocchio. That's yeah. the joke, eh? <laughs> Lord Fuck, eh? What's his name? Lord Fuck. Fuck what? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right, okay, okay. Clinton, what's your favorite line in this movie? Your favorite line Don't or your favorite joke? Oh, Austin. Yeah. Um... <laughs> your favorite line is when someone calls him Austin. <laughs> Austin. I just lose my mind. That that's, is one of my favorite yeah, lines. Yeah. <laughs> Austin, that's my. <laughs> Mother, she's my mother. <laughs> I hate all that. Really? Yeah. I think no, I love. So I mean, I love it, but I just cringe because I'm like, oh, it's a bit too much. I think, like yeah. hitting that old woman, like pulling her hair. <laughs> 
like it's thinking, quite awful. like that would have been a day's work for that woman. Yeah, and she's they were like, saying it. They were like in some interview. They're like, uh, she, you know, she was a stunt woman or something. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Really? She's like, no, she didn't get it. You know, it's all. Oh, fine. that's cool. Because like, he's fuck. yanking her head. <laughs> well, he was like, she's just moving. He's not doing a thing. He's yeah. going for it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, oh, it's awful. Austin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's um, my. Mother. The trick is to kind of swallow yeah. every word. Yeah. The trick is yeah. to drink milk all day long. Yeah. To do a Michael Have York milk impression. throat forever. <laughs> I think my 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 favorite line. Yeah, what's your favorite line? lines yeah. of this film? Yeah, uh, you know, do I make you horny, baby? Do I make you randy, groovy? Yeah, baby, yeah. Mm. But my favorite one of those iconic lines is. Oh, behave. Right. Okay. Do you know why I love that line? Sure. Because one, it's super funny and silly, but it also, it allows the other person that just said something to be funny as well. Yeah, you're sure, right. It right. recontextualizes what the previous speaker has said. Sure. Yes. It, like, they say something innocent, but he says, oh, behave, and it mm. now implies that what they said was a bit naughty. It makes them funny, but also they're like, oh, oh no. I but doesn't the to- chick say it first? Oh, behave. So the first time they say Mrs. these Kensington says yes. pretty important lines. There's, there's mm. one conversation. They say these important lines of like when he jumps in the car after the big opening sort of thing. It's like, Mrs. Kensington's great. And then uh, he's like, and then she says some shit. And then he's all like groovy. but like, the, And it's just like a throwaway. Yeah. Oh, beha- he says, oh, behave in that fucking mm. thing. Yes. And it's like just such a throwaway sort of thing. Like, But you see that at the end of every scene, like Mike will say, you know, a line or something. It's just like a throwaway thing. Mm. So it's it's weird that it, that was the big. And I think that you, what you're saying is just made this great point for me is that often people will say that Austin Powers and Mike Myers, all these characters, they call him like the king of the catchphrase. Mm. I think he, what he does so well, why it works, mm. is all these characters have catchphrases, but these are all people that probably would and should have catchphrases. Yep. They have like this one funny thing that they'll say right. over and over again. Right. Like Austin Powers, it makes total sense why he would do that because he's sure. a guy that's always having the first conversation with people to make them like him he's always trying to get people to like him always performing same for Dita same for Wayne same for Linda Richmond all of them you know all these these catchphrases they're they're written by him and they seem like they came out of improv as well it's not like there's nothing lame or it's not like he goes Zowie's a Zozi or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. It all seems like something that the character would well, even do, Dr. Have Evil said. throw me a freaking bone. Yeah. That's um, just a line. Like yeah, a throwaway a, line. Because he's desperate. It's, it's a character based yeah. line. And it's like, please, I don't want to. No, of course. You made the point perfect. Thank you so much. And uh, you're welcome. And thank you for coming on the show. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for having me. Groovy. (laughs) But you see, the thing about Obehave is, and it ties right back into the horniness thing, is that he makes everyone else feel naughty around him. So everyone is constantly... You know, and I love doing this in my personal life. Mm. I don't say oh behave, but I always make sure that everyone feels a little bit you naughty, naughty. Baby. Yes, That's you're right. cheeky. And they go oh, and then they feel like they're a bit naughty, and then they they're more willing to probably have sex with me. Yeah, yes. you put the idea of sex, so it's not such a foreign thing. Yeah, you know? it's cool. I've read the game. Everyone yeah. out there, read I the game. I love the game. I, oh, I've man. seen the game. Really? Michael Douglas. Michael, it was on tonight. Yeah, I love that. Uh, that's what I'm talking about, of course, the novelization of the film, the game. Um, Michael Douglas actually wrote the novelization. Yeah, it's very good. It's very good. Good on him. Guarantees to work. Forward by David Fincher. Um, but no, I think it's. Uh, I think this is. I know I've already said it, but I think this is the perfect distillation of Mike Myers's powers as a comedian but in this film. What is great is. Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery, yes. I think is, like you're saying, Cam, it's, it's him perfection. Mm-hmm. 
the sequels, Spy Shag Me, Gold Member, it's in the same universe, it's all happening, but you start to see differences start to happen, which you can put to his whole career and stuff, experimental stuff, Wayne's World, Wayne's World 2, and all that kind of stuff. It's the same kind of patterns happening where he's experimenting with more things. Um, I found it a fact. Uh, apparently, uh, Love Guru was supposed to be in uh, Awesome Powers 2. I remember you telling me this the, the ages character. Ago. Yeah. Like, he was supposed to be Awesome Powers' Love Guru. So he lo- loses his mojo. Uh huh. And then the Love Guru would come. And... Oh, wow. So that was yeah. the, the character that he had for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's crazy. That's a new way to look at it. I, I think. mean, maybe we, that would have been more successful. We yeah. noticed something again watching this film today yeah. is that there is a scene. Where he is the love guru in this movie. When he's disguised, when they go oh, into the plant right, right, on a right. tour and he's wearing basically the same outfit yeah, as the sure. got a beard and a kind of turban. And Vanessa's it. wearing like a sort of cowboy. cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of Least odd. attractive. No, no. Oh, I, mean, I said odd, not hot. Hot, yeah, odd, yeah. Yes, but I think it's so odd that he's the love guru in this movie for a minute. <sighs> yeah. It's and a cameo. I'm going to say it's a cameo. Sure. It's Cam. a taste of things to come. <laughs> Oh, behave me. Groovy. <laughs> that is switched on, baby. Do you know what? Another one of my favorite lines in this film that makes me laugh so much where it's just like that perfect like cadence that Mike Myers does as this character is where, and it's also that thing where like it's making people delighted, always delighting people around him, is when he's in the bathroom with Tom Arnold and Tom Arnold's like, crazy get up, what do you win the show? He's like, mm. and no, actually, I'm English. I love that. <laughs> so he looks back in the mirror. Yeah. He doesn't really like really look at him because he's too kind of embarrassed. He's like, yeah. he's just, I'm English. And he looks back in the yeah. thing and like dusting himself or something <laughs> with the big like yeah. hand things like that. Um, That's a great scene. So funny. Great scene. That's a really, I feel like it would be a tough scene. It's like, hello, like it's a kind of a tricky sort of yeah. thing not to make it too gross. Like, it's a two guys yeah. sitting on the I mean, dunny. They're both doing turds. <laughs> sure. They actually yeah. are doing turds in this scene. Yeah. I mean, they're both very serious actors yeah. and they insisted that they do their own turds. Yeah. No stunt <laughs> no. turds. We Imagine that. We didn't Being... get that woman to come in. <laughs> we didn't get Basil's mum to come do a turd for us. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing our own tours. We're doing it live. No yeah. stunts. We're fucking real. Yeah. We're doing it live. We're going to do it again for the West Coast feed as well. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I like that scene too. And I think you're right because I, you know, his penis is out during this scene. It's hanging True. loose. Yeah. It's hanging low. Yeah, yeah. And that is, this is a, a family movie yeah. in a way. Uh, yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm happy that they, they did it tastefully. Hey, uh, with the Vanessa and Austin relationship. Yes. When, when did you watch this? Yesterday. Today. Today. Um, so I kind of thought that maybe they wrapped it up too quickly, like after they had a fight. Yes. And then they're like, oh, you know, I just had, to, I couldn't tell you what was going on. So I disappeared and I came back and I'm yes. sorry. And it's like the second one where he's like, I can't have sex with you. I'm sorry. And he has this big, really sad montage. Yes. He comes back. He's like, well, I lost my mojo. Why don't you just say that? I don't know. And he just, he does that all, the, like through all these movies, like love, like all yeah. these things where it's, it's just not, not, you know, it's quite beautiful moments. Like, you know, mm. there's quite like, nice music and, you know, all this kind of stuff. But just a bit thin. and It happens too quickly. It's the same yeah. as in Wayne's World where yeah, he and right. Garth have the falling out yeah. and they get back together the next scene. Yeah. And so yeah. it's got a quite beautiful breakup sort of thing. But then yes. it's like, are you over it? Yeah, I'm over it. Okay, cool. Let's let's get on. I'm Mike Myers. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It, it's odd. It's like he... It, it's almost like there's a thing where he prevents himself from creating anything too sad. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, he does, I mean, he's making happy movies at the end of the day, but he wants there to be a little core of sentimentality, but they're not, he doesn't want anyone to linger on darkness because I think he lingers on it 
Daily. Daily. Yeah. Sure. John yeah. Daly. Now, you, the sequels, we're not up to them yet. They are coming up. Horny Babies, don't worry. But just a little as a little teaser from all of us. Now, this, this movie, at the time, do you think he... He knew that he was going to make sequels to it, or was this going to be a standalone? I film? reckon he wouldn't have known no. because there was because uh, it, it was such a small, low budget movie. Mm. Did I, he do this character in SNL? No, no, not at no, all. Not really, at all. absolutely. Really. Weren't you saying before that this started as a character as part of Ming T? Yes, the lead that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, I th- and that was after SNL. So he and got off a, SNL. He did Ming T for a while. It was like a little band. parody band that he had, and yeah. he developed this character, and then it sort of. Became Which I like the idea theme. of, like, starting a comedy character, but, like, not full comedy. Like, yeah. it's for a, so it's a different type of audience looking yeah. at you, and, and you can develop a character in that kind of way. And it just makes that performance more delightful, more fun, more energetic. Yeah. Yeah. I think... Um, not just doing it for the laughs. You're doing yeah. it for the character and making it making the character real and accessible. Maybe that's, so. like, kind of why this character works so well, is because he lived in it, not in just a comedy audience, but in a real world mm. as well. That's yeah. a, When you're in a music audience, that's a real world. Yeah, yeah. This film was kind of a... It wasn't a huge success when it came out. You know, it was sort yeah. of like a modest success at the box office and then huge on rental. It was mm, kind yes. of, I think, maybe one of the early d- DVD successes. Sure. In a way. Oh, video. Yeah. It was video. VHS. This is pre-DVD. Yeah. This is... Uh, DVD kind of starts coming around around this time as well. But it is, I think... 99. It, yeah, 99. I remember the first DVD I ever saw the was Matrix Godzilla. The big one. Yeah, right. Yeah, Godzilla, Godzilla yeah. with Matthew Broderick. Yeah, yeah. And then, as a result, Spy Who Shagged Me was greenlit, and that was a massive success. Huge like, hit. Huge. Like $300 million movie sort of thing. Like, yeah. Whereas this one, I think, maybe made like $10 million yeah. or something. Like, it was a big, a big jump. But, you know, I think, I think Spy Who Shagged Me is pretty funny. I think it's pretty totally. good. Gold Absolutely. member, not so much, maybe. But um, I think this is the perfect character that could have gone on for many more You sequels. could have made my yeah. James Bond exactly. movies. Well, that's my theory. Yeah. With all this stuff, Mike mm. Myers in general, and Austin Powers as well, watching them and and watching his later ones and trying to figure out what's what's going on with them. Yes, mm. his biggest hero is Peter Sellers. Yes. Peter Sellers did a bunch of like all yeah. his little sex the, romp and movies. The Pink Panther movies. Yeah, like that was like seventy. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that was a fuckload. And it's like, well, I would like to see Mike Myers do a fuckload. Even Adam Sandler. Do a yeah. bunch, fail oh, a yeah. lot. Yeah, be happy to fail. I hate that they've judged him on on Love Guru. Mm. When it's like he's, he's done the things, like he's done all these iconic sort of things, and oh. let him fail. Who cares? And get him to do the next one. Don't just like you know, make fun of him for doing this one movie. You know. Um, I was going to say. So, Mike, uh, I want him same as you. I want him to do more things. Mm. I want to see more of him. And whenever I hear glimpses of things that he's mm. doing, I get so excited. I remember a few years ago, 2011, I think, I heard that Mike Myers and Fred Armisen. We're playing gigs around LA as really? this as this band, wow. this kind of new That's romantic so cool. band wow, they wow, come wow. up with called the Modern Weepers. Cool. And I I've been digging around for so long to try and find footage mm. of it. Apparently they only did like three or four shows, wow. full hour long sets. Wow. As this band with characters and it was oh an eighties synth thing. That could be like the biggest hit of Edinburgh Comedy Festival. I don't know. Could be giant, but yeah. that, that was that was five well, years like ago. He was, you he know? was doing the Love Guru live. Yeah, right. And stuff. And yeah. um that 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 would have Killed, I, th- I, think. I think he's just such a sensitive guy, such a sensitive, sincere guy that really wears his heart on his sleeve. We were watching interviews with him before, and mm. it's just like there's something about him where it's just like, I, I'm so scared the world is going to crush you. Well, he is a perfectionist. Yes. Mm. Um, and he doesn't believe in test audiences and stuff and um, all that kind of 
BS. And uh, he's been very against that and stuff. So maybe performing live and getting to mm. the audience and all that kind of like. He, and he always says in these interviews, he's like, "I think I know what's funny." Like he, yeah. he's pretty sure of him. Like he yeah, know, he doesn't yeah. need to pander to people or anything. He's been he's doing like, it for a long yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and uh, people need to trust him. I think you know? so. I mean, like trust him to fail. Let him fail. Exactly. Good yeah. God. Let our comedians fail. Jeez. Sometimes we make mistakes, yes. guys. And, with, and he does within his movies. Like there's some scenes you're like, mm, I don't know. But at the time, he's like, "This is a really funny guy." and everything and it's going to really kill and it doesn't and it's, and it's fine yeah. let him fail man he's got you got to he's fuck ugly to let him fail <laughs> <laughs> that fucking mole in his face <laughs> all right let's check this film uh lex checking it it is an absolute perfect masterpiece to me <laughs> this is one of the greatest examples of like like comedy being meaningful and mm. meaningful forever and i don't think this movie has aged at all really well, it has age. Time, uh, time works in Can't a linear fashion. Yeah, okay. We all age, you well, know. Yeah, time is a flat but, circle, so whatever happens, yeah, you just come back around the other side. Yeah, and that's, doesn't that's, well. that's true. Actually. I think right. it's Hawkins. aged really well. Then I think yeah. it's I, I I think it's aged, but I don't think it's dated. On the Blu-ray, okay. it, it's aged even better. I think it looks fabulous. I, yeah, I can't tell the difference between Blu-ray and DVD or even just like crushed MP3 files. Um, I'm going to check it. I think it's tops. It's so funny. I laugh my ass off through it. I've seen it a million times. I'll watch it a million more. I love it. Clinton? Uh, I think it's great. What do I say? Check it. Yeah, yeah, sure. I haven't listened to an end of I've listened to the early bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's just a very important movie for comedies and no one's getting it these days. Mm. And um, just look, try harder comedy directors and um you can find a mix between serious stuff and ridiculous character i mean it's so ridiculous yeah. and it yeah. still has dick jokes up to fucking like, it's, it can be looked at like some people really hate it yes. hate mike myers and hate austin powers and it's like i get that but it's like also look There's at the serious so like look at those scenes and look at this stuff you've not seen anywhere like mike would say finding comedy where comedy wasn't before exactly you know and he's that. done that he has done that i'm with you yes Yes! 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 Oh, I just got a phone call. One of the henchmen died. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Deleted Come scene. on, guys. Deleted it's scene. a deleted Come scene. On. Yeah, it's a deleted scene. Well, thank okay. you so much for doing the show, Clinton. Oh, right. Thanks, um, We love you. You're love one you of the best. And thank we you. love you for doing our theme song on the Blank Slate as we well. We love you no so worries. much. We can't wait to do another episode of this podcast with you. Yeah, absolutely. Can, is there anything you'd like to plug coming up or your Twitter? I got not much going on. Do you have a Twitter? I am live at Clinton underscore hands where I daily I tell the news through my eyes, a short man of Gemini, <laughs> and I've been through the raw comedy ropes, and I've seen the insides of the comedy industry, and I'm back, baby. I'm groovy to the lady, mate. I'm, I'm, I've seen every movie known to man and woman. I think women should... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. Please tweet at us at MikeCheckPod. Uh, you can tweet at me at I am Cameron James or Alexi. At... At this is Alexi. And please review us on Twitter. Give us five stars and also give us the title and concept for what you think our next super specific podcast should be. We've had some great ones in the past. I will not reveal any more because I want to reveal one thing before we close out the podcast. Mm-hmm. Mike Myers, yep. right now has a book coming out very soon. Right, cool. <laughs> he has written a book called Canada. Yes. It's all oh. about Canada. This and is breaking my This sort of thing right is now. my bag baby. Yeah. It is. <laughs> but one of, the, one of the horny babies out there, let us know what this 
book is. I didn't know what was happening. There's also a competition where two people can meet Mike Myers. I'd love to. But two we people? Can't. Did you know he was in yeah. Australia once? I saw a Roy and HD interview. HD really? Interview oh with him. God. It was pretty weird. I don't know when it was or anything, but he's like wearing a leather jacket and Roy and HD are talking to him. So what do you think of Canadian hockey? <laughs> They're Aussie. That's so <laughs> insane. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> we got to get Roy and HD on this show and find out. I want to. I, I wish we could enter that competition. Why can't we? We can't because it's only in Canada. Uh, Canada, we, is um, only. Canada is part of the Commonwealth. Commonwealth. I think yes. we can do Australia. it. Yeah. Yeah. Just tweet at all the celebrities and say that these two tweet every day. Boys. Tweet with your heart. Tweet from your guts. Yes, exactly. Be mine. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You're not afraid on Twitter. You do some no. of the funniest tweets I've ever seen. I do seen. some of the most riskiest stuff alive known to man if Mike Myers was on Twitter he would outdo me by only a millimetre because that boy is creative and I'm not afraid of flashbacks neither am I uh, I am dude but whatever <laughs> guys thank you so much Warney Babies for listening to this show yeah like us on Facebook Twitter all that stuff and uh, yeah they just keep being horny and uh, potty on potty on Cam potty on guys potty on Lex potty on thanks, thanks for having me bye bye it's my check it's my check Oh